Hey guys, welcome to episode 221 of the podcast with Kirsten. And uh, boy, as you can see from the uh, length of the podcast episode, it's long. That's good. She's wonderful. This one went uh, real deep and personal, real uh, squishy, wonderful thoughts, um, much, much sincerity, some tearing up. I hope you enjoy it. I want to thank for your emails, Casey, Cody, and Sarai. I hope I said your name right, Sarai. And I also just want to thank everyone who has been so supportive and, might I add, patient with the massive amount of promotional output I've been doing on social media for Stand Against Evil. I think that's one of the ways that IFC reaches uh, the most people because it's not this kind of giant network with like huge bus ads in every city. So thank you so much for supporting and retweeting and, um, you know, uh, horror comedy may not be your bag, but I still think there's so much uh, inside the show to enjoy. I hope you'll give it a shot and uh, and give it some love. And um, that's it. Other than that, you should enjoy this episode, and I'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye. Now entering Nerdist.com. stand-up comedians make you feel like, no, like a newscaster no my immediate response was it reminds me of sometimes i still do it but when i was a kid when i would be alone which was a lot i would i would make food but I, i'm not a, i couldn't make food well but i would make my scrambled eggs for some reason i would pretend like i was well, when i was a kid i would pretend like i was loretta lynn uh-huh. and i was doing a cooking show and explaining uh-huh. to you how you make it and i would do it and i would always hold a microphone an imaginary microphone oh, that's great in my hand so when i love first, the idea that like a cooking show you know how everyone on a cooking show is cooking but also has uh, the extra <laughs> hand my, to hold yes, well, the things i was making were simple so it was like a can of chili <laughs> and, I'm, and i'm like and then you and then you got to undo it with a can opener. Now, I like to use a left-handed can opener. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. That's so So that's wonderful. what this reminded me. It is, because it's like you picked somebody who's a singer, so you're used to seeing her hold a microphone. So yeah. when you transplant her into the kitchen for her cooking show, yeah. naturally, she would still have her singer's microphone. Yeah. And, and I don't know why it was Loretta Lynn, but because oh, I wasn't really, wonderful. A, but it was. Yeah. yeah. And then as I got older, I would just pretend it was like me. Yeah, uh, like just being really fancy, but it's always something super uh-huh. simple. And when you put the toast in, you're going to want to really make sure you line it up. I mm-hmm. love it. Mm-hmm. Are you left-handed? Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm it's interesting because I'm sort of looking. All right, so you're holding. Left-handed. You're holding. Like I'm right-handed, but I'm holding the mic with my right hand and gesturing with my left hand. You're left-handed, but holding the mic with your right hand. I like also say, gesturing with your yeah, left my, hand. My my right hand is only for balance and symmetry. Like, yeah. I, so I I do things like hold a thing with this but if if you needed to throw something up, I need to catch it yeah I'm gonna do it with this hand yeah I'm, which I do yeah. and then just immediately <laughs> oh, I just caught it I threw you a no, raccoon got it's it. a raccoon it's a live <laughs> raccoon thank god you were using your feral left cat. hand now I have a raccoon and a feral cat all in my left hand they're very small good to come down um uh yeah I'm, I'm left-handed in all of the ways and I don't exactly know what that means but well no all of the ways. that means that makes sense to me too you know um Brandon is also and uh-huh. I like I leaned into that so hard when I met him I mean I guess I've known him for years but yeah. when I really like project like I understood that he was left-handed I was 
I was like fascinated immediately because I think I had just recently listened to like a, a few different podcast episodes where left-handedness was discussed at length in terms of the way your brain works and oh, how I artistic people are left-handed. And I then think some it's... people are like, mm, crazy people are left-handed. <laughs> but no, you I know what, dude? It, there is a different, there's a different thing that's happening in there. And I, I think it's very, like I found it very attractive. I was like, see, this is, no, with I guys, love left-handed people. It's a totally people. different thing too because I read with people like President, our President Obama and Brandon and uh, Brandon, Brandon, yeah. um, uh, with Brandon and uh, guys, the corpus colossum, the bridge that separates your left and your right with women, it's naturally more fluid. We can go from, from uh, what is that hard facts, concrete stuff to more like imagery, whatever we can pass through that bridge. It's a little, the veil is thinner. Mm-hmm. And on a guy, it's like, Boom, which is great because yeah. they can be very uh, analytical or a masculine mind anyway, which tends to be dudes. Um, just in, but if they have, if they're left-handed, the corpus callosum is like more fluid. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, that's what I read. But yeah, it's, that makes it sense is, to me. Well, it is a thing yeah. spatially because I know that I I uh, just learned how to zest an orange, and I kept putting picking up the zester, and I'm going, Kirsten, aw- do it away from you. And I was like, there's no way. Yeah. To zest away because it's a circle. The orange yeah. is a circle. So I'm always going to end up at me. Like, I can't, you know, yeah. and it happens at work sometimes. They'll be like, Kirsten, now you're going to turn right. And now everyone's kind of used to it because I will look down at my hands and stare at them like really hard. Uh-huh. And be like, this is the hand I write with, right? It always is the hand. Yeah. Always is. It's the whole you know, left. It's a whole yeah. right handed world that is really interesting because it, it feels like. I mean, this is uh, again. This is uh, this is like been addressed in joke form uh, with Ned Flanders on The Simpsons time right, and again. Yes, that he yes, has a yes. you know southpaw so yes, shop or whatever. Yes. But uh, being around a left-handed person all the time, it really is amazing mm-hmm. how 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 possible it seems like it should have been for us to create a world in which both work and yeah. instead of just like the the people yeah. with more of that dominantly yeah. being like you said sorry but we're gonna have we're to gonna like we're yeah but then we figure then, it out we go i'm gonna yeah. flip that around and whatever yeah. but i do think it does something with i know when i was a kid i had uh almost zero a hand coordination mm-hmm. and uh with this it made it even more a little complicated so i was in like special ed pe for like i mean isn't until that... i was like in fourth grade because it would be like i couldn't do it so i wonder yeah. if sometimes i i like to blame the left-handedness on my challenging or my interesting relationship with coordination yeah it's just different i'm differently you know i can dance freestyle just fine yeah i can actually i'm pretty good i just tend to like uh you know things like bicycles like you have to be more like sort of determined or sort of like uh deliberate at deliberate and yeah and and i i know that like uh i had heard I know you're a big bicyclist and I have friends that are big bicyclists and I love it so much. And then I get on them and I can't, I want to do it so bad. I, like I'm, I'm tearing up right now thinking about being on a bicycle and I want to do it. But when I do it, I end up like my body will veer into any stationary object uh-huh. that is remotely nearby and I can't stop it. And it's so funny to other people because I'm famous now for the slow fall. Uh-huh. Like, I will fall <laughs> and I will have 16 opportunities to write myself and I will be like, whoa, whoa, it's happening. It's here ago. And all everyone around me will just start laughing. And I'll be like, one time I fell down a flight of stairs and there were people oh, at the bottom no. of the stairs and they couldn't, no, no one came up because yeah. 
I guess it was just hilarious to watch me like, here I come. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're making me, like you're describing it so adorably. I know. Is it's not that my that's, fault. That's my, uh, no, it's not your, yeah. It's that's my, my downfall and my, my great thing or whatever that I'm now used to is like, I think when I'm like very like, oh, this is very painful. And uh-huh. every other time with this, it is hilarious yeah. to be able to, I don't mean it to be. And I don't mind no. that it is because I'm so like, oh, I get it. I never, th- yeah. I, like, I never think well, it's Usually because when something, when, when, when we fall, I think there's something about it that's like, that's sort of outwardly projecting what we all experience when we fall. It's like, usually when you see someone fall, you see it happens fast, but to them, it sort of feels like it takes a long time. So if you actually do a slow fall, there's something so humanizing about it because it's like, oh, I... Oh, that's how I feel when I'm falling, but I know it's faster yes. than that. Yes. So I'm sort of experiencing her fall with her yeah. on a, in a way yeah. that I can't yeah. do with other oh, people. Yeah. yeah. You I know just, what I mean? I tripped over a, a cord. I'm going to sit on the floor too. I'm a floor sitter. Is that okay? Yes. Um, I'm going to shut you down from sitting on the floor. Okay, good. Um, I, uh, I was at work and I tripped over a... Uh, a thing they were they because were, also what we do is rife with potential for a klutz oh, yeah. to trip and knock oh, and yeah. bang there's and so many girls, devices on set like that's giant... like oh this light that has a weird clamp attached to it that i exactly. never would have seen it's like dark. it's it's an invitation it's for everywhere. a lot of disaster yeah. yeah there's cords and it's dark but i was um i was they were switching out you know you get these trailers you know which are actually you know they're nice they got a little oh. place to nap you got a microwave and oh, whatever and uh and they were switching it out because Paget brewster who is a delightful human being who we now we sh- we're trailer partners and uh, okay uh, yep, we yep. haven't we've never been trailer partners and we've decided it's a good we're very because you share like a wall so yeah, you're like yep you're you want it to be someone that you like and yeah. you want it to be you certainly don't want it to be someone that you wish you could talk shit about who's right. in the trailer one time it was or... someone really scary it yeah. was someone w- who was very intense yes and i i shared it with them for a while and it was really hard because you'd just be there and it would sound like just boom i was like the yeah. density <laughs> of his feet are like in even the, the foot slamming yeah. and, the, and you just oh, yeah but yeah she, we're both we get along really well but they had to move her trailer temporarily because they were going to make her her uh, her couch like nappable. They made mm-hmm, our couches mm-hmm. sort of more nappable. Mm-hmm. So they were going to make hers more nap worthy and they needed to switch it out. Making this story already, uh-huh. I'm boring myself. Um, but <laughs> So I'm in the middle of working and Paget comes in and she says, they're switching out our trailers, which means that they're going to give us a temporary trailer. So take everything out that you're going to need, need. Right. And so I'm in there and I'm doing that Steve Martin thing. I'm trying not yeah. to. I'm like, no, I need, gathering. I need, all I need is this essential uh-huh. oil and I need, um, what else do I need? I need these three plastic forks that I really don't want to keep using plastic forks. So I've been cleaning these. Yes. I need my trays and, uh, oh, I just need that. So I'm gathering the things I need. Uh-huh. I need, I have them, uh-huh. but I'm trying to get them fast. So I go and I put them away and then I run back in. And when I run back in, she sort of leaps over this trailer tractor thing, weird thing that's sitting outside. And I'm like, yeah, I can do that in heels. I just leap over and I do, I do a midair classic KV bad fall and I, my foot catches on the on the, oh. the tractor thing, and I hear myself go, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> and I, I'm going down, and I remember my hand hitting, and then one knee, and then the other knee, oh, and then Paget's right there, and I was like, oh, are you okay? I think so. And then they get me up, and I'm 
bleeding oh, out of my leg. And no. they call for the medic. And she, within 15 seconds, she's amazing. She goes, has gone to the craft where the food is, gotten a glove, put ice in it, runs back to me. There's blood coming out of my... So meanwhile, the medic's trying to get to me. She's putting it on my thing. And I'm doing... EFT tapping. I don't know if you know what that is, uh-huh, uh-huh. but I'm literally, they're trying to get to me and I'm like, even though I just fell and I'm bleeding everywhere, I am not going to bruise and I deeply, completely love it. <laughs> even though I just fell and I feel dumb and I feel like a baby and I'm not going to cry and remind myself when I was a kid and I used to hit my head against the wall. I deeply, and they're looking at me like, what? And I'm like, what? whatever. And then it, it healed almost in like two days. So I get to prove to everybody that my okay, craziness Okay, let's talk about works. this. Let's get this. I got to talk about EFT what? tapping. Let's talk about it. it. Tell me about it because I don't, because here's what happens to me. Uh-huh. I, I, I have self-talk. Certainly. Uh-huh. I am very much a child on the level of if I fall and hurt myself, it is this, I see in myself the same process. I see a zero difference between the five-year-old who falls, uh-huh. who, yes, it hurts. Am I going to now commit myself to how much this hurts by crying because everything in me wants to start bawling and, and wailing a bit. and you're ashamed and who saw and is someone going to look at you? And if I have someone, I mean, it, I'm a child. Like yeah, if I have the, if the person with me just kind of spook, scoops me up and is like, you're okay. Then I'm like, I, I am okay. I'm tough. I'm tough. Yeah. Or if someone's like, oh my God, are you okay? My initial response is like, so i'm a child yeah yeah. so tell me about the sort of like tenuous balance of like okay this is the i want to have this reaction or this has happened or this is and this is how i'm going to kind of take control of the situation because that's what it sounds like to me eft might be yeah no what eft i've used it for a bunch of things because i think i get what does eft stand for emotional freedom technique i think i think that's what it stands for um i am certainly just like a like i don't totally know about I just do it because I yeah. learned it and I was like, oh, and I need like 85. I mean, I do this with like everything. I need 80, whatever. I need like 85 ways to get to God. I, I don't have like, this is the way I, even acting, this is the way I act. This right. is the way I, I can't, I'm not like a person who does. I'm like, here's my handbook. Yeah. I wasn't flip, raised flip, flip. with a lot of like ritual at all. So yeah. like, I don't have, I really crave it, but I also don't under it like, well, this doesn't work. I'm gonna try this. So I have mm. to see what kind of place I'm in. And also I don't, I really relate to all of this, but yeah. To you. Are you an only child? No. Okay. No, I have an older, but sister, you were, you said you mentioned older. earlier that you were alone a lot. And so I was, I was alone a lot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I was sort of, I kind of make this joke. Like I love my mom very much and she's great. And she's like such a great grandma and everything like that sort of raised by wolves. So, like, so it's all, it all that kind of like when people say like, Oh, I wish, you go back to the simpler times when I was a kid like I have zero in like yeah. please dear god no never uh-uh. yes, no yes. this this to me like me I'm too. having yeah. my childhood time like now where we peaceful yeah. and we gave yeah, because our- it's a safe place for you to be that exactly. person now exactly yeah, yeah. I totally get it totally so um I so often feel like uh I so often feel like an interloper I so often feel like I'm scared I'm not doing it right all of this noise and especially the job we're in. Yeah, there are people that are like that and it eats them and they, you know, fear makes you cruel. I don't want to be like that. Um, I don't ever like, I'm, I, I, I just, it's just a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff yes. happening all the time. Right. Yes. And, and we have, and speaking of not having uh-huh. ritual, I mean, this comes up all the time on the podcast is that like, we are these 
like strange ethereal creatures. So many of us who do this, who need that structure, but clearly also don't want it because we keep choosing this thing that, you know, constantly bombards us with new stimuli, which is so exciting and great and also scary. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I I feel like I've manifested a situation. I've been on the same show for 12. We just started 12 season. That's amazing. And I was a two line co-star. I wasn't supposed to even stay on the show. Yeah. But like I, I, I have probably for everybody else, I have the most uh, consistent job. I, I feel like I usually work in the exact same location. I I'm I'm sort of I sort of do sort of the same kind of thing. But I try to create. Is, outside isn't of that. your character even sort of like a like the what your character does? Mm-hmm. She is like sort of like her back fact based and yeah. kind of yeah. She stays in her back cave. She yeah. says That's fascinating. She sort of gives all of the exposition. Yep. So my job is to make that exposition interesting and make it happen you know try to make it like okay when can i can i make this happen in two seconds can, can you know can she figure this out just right now yeah. did she already know this how do i how do you make all that seem mm-hmm. sort of interesting because it is that like i'm that part in scooby-doo where like they go through the whole show and then you realize like oh the the the, the fruit was wax right <laughs> had we known the fruit was wax who could forget that seminal episode when the fruit turned out to be wax you know the whole time and i would watch those be like i'm gonna figure it out this time and right. then like, had i known yes you know that when you walk down the hall you would notice that there was fresh and fresh oil slip uh-huh. i would have been able to solve the mystery yeah. but i sort of play that character i play yeah. the one who comes in and goes guess what you know yeah uh, and so you so you want to make but i i get to do that part I'm totally going off on like 14 different no. tangents. Uh, I apologize. Welcome to the podcast. I do that. Uh, okay. No, there's no. I know. I like me. I try. Yeah, I try to like lasso. Like, okay, but put I'm that good in at, the back. There, I'm good at getting back. back. So yeah. I think between the we're two a good pair. We'll do good. Um, but yeah, so I'll I'll I but I kind of do the same thing. But I still outside of it, um, I tend to have like I need to create structure because yeah, you're right. But like I do end up feeling like such a. I have just oh god. I have. I am really. In I hate saying that I'm so insecure, but I am. Like I can be very like, I kind of walk around like I do. I, I don't fit in at all. I, like I don't fit in at all. I don't know what they're talking about. And then sometimes I'll hear myself knowing what people are talking about. Just in and I'm talking about two separate different things. I don't feel like I I fit in necessarily all the time. And I've been doing theater forever, and I still don't totally. F- feel like I fit in over there. Like I know what everyone's talking about and I'm, I don't know the smart thing. I'm smart enough to know I don't know the smart thing. And then I'll go into TV land world and I feel like I don't know this. And then I'll just culturally, everyone will be talking about like restaurants and things. I have no idea what they're saying. And then I will know and I'll like talk and I'll be like, <laughs> and there's this part in my head like, you're a fucking asshole. Like, who are you? Like, don't do that. <laughs> and then, or the second I will, I'll be like, then I'll, I'll then I'll get lost again. So I'm, and I don't know if that's. I do think that that's partially like my persona. Like I taught myself that to be nice or something, like be a little like. I sort of persona into this sort of wacky Miss Frizzle kind of. I don't really know, but I know. <laughs> I know I don't know, and um, you know, and I'm willing. Right. I'm willing to go into the molecule right. and figure it out. <laughs> like I do feel like I kind of do that, yeah. but. I think that back to the EFT tapping thing, there was something, all of these thoughts that I have all the time that kind of make me crazy. that are also kind of my gold, I think, in terms of like when I write and, and stuff, uh, but they can 
they can be horrible, especially when you take them too seriously or you think like you're the only person in the world to think these right. things or they're somehow valuable for the sake of them existing or something. Uh, that I found short circuits that because what you mm. do is you, and you can look it up online. It, the thing I love about it is that it's entirely like a free thing. And if you do it wrong, you're not hurting anything. And if yeah. you do it right and you're somebody that it, it, uh, it can help it just helps. So you tap on acupressure points. You could like look okay, it up online. So I know what to, yeah, I know what and tapping then you say, is. You get to say, I guess I forgot that there whatever was whatever horrible thing. things are going on in your head, which yeah. seems so counterintuitive to sort of like what I usually do. Yeah. You get to say whatever horrible things are going on and just, and, and the idea is that it, um, you know, I think the idea is that in the, you know, the, the really, really, really you knows better. Right. So you're sort of getting it out mm-hmm. in a, in a way. And, um, and rewiring your brain. And they've done, they did a really interesting study with like, they found uh, cab drivers in London, very stressful job. And they had them do this and their amygdala, like, I think it shrank, like a, a, huge, a huge percentage. Interesting. So it's when your amygdala is like sort of lizard brain, this exactly. sort of fear, yeah. like this sort of like the part of my brain I always try to say, these guys know is that extra conversation, that like one extra step of conversation with your own brain where you're like, you know what? I need to separate from you for a second so I can address you. Thank you so much for yeah. trying to help me. Yeah. I don't need to be terrified right now. Uh-huh. Uh, that's real old and I'm not going to die. Uh-huh. So if you could just step back. Uh-huh. Let me handle this. I know. I know. But it's hard. But it's a way. But because your imagination, the reason of, why you oh, get to do what yeah. you do is because of your imagination. Yeah. And your imagination is the thing that's going, I think that maybe, you know, yeah. like at that, you know, I was just, I was giggling at myself the other day. There was this whole thing it was like two or three weeks ago when they were saying, you know, how Hillary Clinton is having flies land on her. That was this thing. Did you hear this? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I I heard that and I have a moment where I go, wait a minute. What if that's... Oh God, what if that's true? And you know, there, my, I really know it's not, but my imagination is so big that it starts going, whoa, <laughs> what if they're, I got to take this, yeah. into, I gotta take this into account. And then you have that thing like, but that part of my brain yeah. can just, it's, it's its own thing, you know? And I really feel for people who, who don't have enough information or tools at their right. disposal or whatever, because that thing just goes because that whole right. mythology wouldn't even come to be if it wasn't for people with big imaginations right. and no way in which to no other part of their brain or yeah. weird tapping thing or whatever we do to get us through the day. Yeah, kind of yeah. Thing. And it's so dumb because I have like the most beautiful life and I have the ability to have the champagne problem of like, eh, to tap it, you know, um, it, but it's like that anxiety or whatever that is that lives in you you know, it's always there. It doesn't, and it doesn't, I don't think it matters if you were the prom queen your whole life and you didn't get a pony one year, that pain is pain and fear is fear. And yeah. it's always just going to come up how it's going to come up. But no, I agree. Yeah, I agree. And I think, yeah, I, I, and I also think that that understanding of that and the, and the ability to learn how to work with it too only expands your empathy and only, oh, you know what I mean? It's yeah. so, it's so informative, not just for work. I, mean, I know you're saying this, but like also for relationships with other people. And it's kind of, I, uh, I've been watching survivor again. It was like a thing that I saw maybe through the third season and was like, I get it. I get why everyone's freaking out about right. it. And then like a couple of years ago, all of a sudden, you know, just some person, some like at some point it was like, I guess I, I guess my cool friends are watching Survivor. Maybe I need to check this out again. And so I sort of do, like dove back into it. And there's a girl on this season who is 
maybe the closest to how I feel I would be in that environment, which is to say I would never go on Survivor <laughs> for so many reasons. So many reasons, yeah. And so that's part of it, right, is that sort of like experience of watching something going like, I can't believe these are just regular people who are obviously not regular because they've made the decision to do this, which to me feels so counterintuitive on so many levels. Right. Not the least of which is, if I'm going to be on television, I want my environment as controlled as possible because this will live forever. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, like seeing this girl who's young, you know, she's part of the millennial group because this year it's uh, the season it's millennials versus Gen Xers, oh which is something they're pushing real hard. Like, yeah. well, millennials, as you know, are this kind of person, whereas Gen Xers are this kind of person. Like, mm, I feel like everyone's the same, but yeah. okay. Yeah. But there's a there's a young girl on it who's, you know, very early on, you sort of see that she's like kind of neurotic and paranoid. And you're like, oh, no, how are you going to do with no sleep and no food? You know, and she has a panic attack um, while she's not even doing anything, right. which actually makes sense to me because oh, yeah. that's, it's like, that's oh, if I were competing come. in the challenge, uh-huh. I would be fine. Yeah. But sitting off to the side, just being in my body and thinking about how tired I am and thinking about how thirsty I am and da, da, da. And that's when she spins out. And so she's so embarrassed and ashamed because she's like, oh, my God, my teammates are all working hard on this incredibly taxing challenge and I'm the one who like almost passes out as I'm sitting on the sidelines. I was like, check, got that. Yeah. And then as she's shaking and the medic comes over, she's like, I can't tell which is panic and what's and which is real. Absolutely. And I was like, my sister, you yeah. sweet thing. And then just here. And so watching this play out where, you know, she looks at the medic and she goes, you're not going to let me die. Right. And you're, I started crying. Oh, I was yeah. like this poor I, little girl. And then that. I was so mad at her. I was like, you're not supposed to be on Survivor. Yeah. Why did you do that? Really? Yeah. Like, you Why know, you but I want her to overcome it and exactly. make it to the end and be like, I can't believe I survived this because it, in her case, there was a real survival thing happening yeah. because her survivor instinct is like, freak out. You're dying. This is happening. You're not going to, you know what I mean? Yeah. And clearly you're saying it was genuine. You bought it. It wasn't like, oh, hundred yeah, percent. This girl was ashamed that she felt that way Ugh. and ashamed that she needed to be told that. And that's something that I can relate to so well because so many times, particularly when I was younger, but even sometimes still now, if like I have to go through a medical procedure or there's something oh. I'm scared of, oh. I am a child. I mean, I'm again, I have to have, I, like, I look weep. at the doctor and I'm smart enough and cynical enough to say, Hey, I'm this asshole, but like, I'm not going to die though. Right? right. For sure though. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Like I know oh, I'm yeah. crying right now and I'm sort of making fun of myself for crying, but I still really need yeah. you to tell me this. Oh, I do the same it's thing. so many layers. Uh, yeah. And I think that that's, I, I'm aware of it enough, but I, uh, there's lots of moments in my life where I end up like tears well up in my eyes. I'm like, I'm just going to tell you how I'm feeling right now. This is what's happening. Yeah. And I am, like you said, I'm aware enough to know that like what's coming through me right now is my past. What's coming through me right now is but you, you, this is really genuinely my belief and I'm not gonna, but that's a testament to you because some people, I, I don't think, I think that there's more people than not that do that and they do a lot of other things to cover up from coming out. And then what that does to a person when they put up all those walls and all those things, and that's when you get these really sort of completely out of their body, out of touch, out, it can't relate. You know what I mean? And, or you get sick and I'm not, believe me guys. No. I am Nor the am I. last I'm person you. that's like, you create your own no. cancer. No, no, no one's no, saying no, that. No, no, no. No. The mo- because some of my favorite people in the world who had the most beautiful life and the best relationship with themselves and their family have died of cancer. Absolutely. I'm not saying that. Do I think it's also possible because cancer is a very complicated thing that yeah. everyone's body has when a you reaction have an to? Emotion, when you have an emotional reaction, 
what happens? We all know you, you, what your blood pressure your body, can have your, your, this, your this. Clips, basically you're having a squirt of hormones, right? Yes. Every time yeah. negative or positive, a squirt of hormones go through your body. So if you, if for whatever reason, no one's fault, right. For whatever reason, those squirts of hormones are coming out. Something happens. We can make ourselves sick and other things yeah. can make us sick. And I'm we not can even- make ourselves, it can be environmental. It can be genetic. It could be inside. There's so many things that we, but like, how can we try to have a better relationship with the things we can control? Yeah. I guess. Yeah. And also I, I always, I do this with myself with small things and it's, it's. I think it would be very difficult to do. It is I've, when I've when I've had it, it difficult to do with large things. But like to denote anything or anybody as bad, yeah, as wrong. When like whatever whatever the punchline is, and I don't know. Obviously, someone going through a ton of pain and dying. If we're going to extend this all the way to like cancer or something like that, of course I'm don't. I think that'd be terrible. I would wish that on anybody. Um, but to denote pain or anything that happens to anybody as um or it, or to denote a human being is like wrong or bad i feel like is you get yourself into a really it's tricky a very tricky it's very that's when tricky. you start doing black and white and right and wrong and i, I think we live so much in a world now where it's so easy yeah. to go black and white and right and wrong that it's really probably the path of least resistance it is well it is, it is. To, it, yeah. and that's a, that's a fear based thing too and that's what makes it so hard to be to feel like to feel like such a cliche bleeding heart liberal, oh, which yeah. I 100% do. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not 100% yesterday. comfortable with it because I do, either. I do, I, I kind of envy the, and, and believe me, I, I know that I have wonderfully fiscally conservative listeners on the program. We've and talked, I've fisc- talked at length with people about, yeah, I think it's about this sort of so like necessary. non, this sort of like non, emotional side Absolutely. of being conservative I have no problem with but I and but I but I understand someone's frustration when they've when they've found a way to see life as black and white I would have trade that I couldn't trade that right. because I know too much now about my own heart yeah. but do I envy someone who's like hey you're a killer you deserve to die there's some little part of me that's like god you're sure that's yeah. amazing. And I it, could never make and, that decision. I could okay. never be president. Yeah. I could never, because I'm constantly like, well, I do see from your point of view that yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, and I, I find my, myself like, I usually like on social media, I'm, I'm very shy. Uh, the talking is sort of like a learned behavior mixed with like, if I'm just really upfront, no one's going to, tr- no one's going to ask me a question going to ca- catch me off guard. Cause I'm already giving the, the impression right. that I'm an open book, which right. I am. Right. Um, and I am pretty, uh, comfortable, I guess if the word is with sh- my own shame and whatever. But, um, I don't really interface a lot on like social media. Like I'll post something, but I have a very like, it's very curated. I'm very aware of what I'm going to do. And I'm very aware that I, I work on a, it's like torture yeah, porn, the show I'm on. And it's on at 9 p.m. Conversations I've had with Paget too. 9 p.m. I see some yeah. of the stuff that comes at you. And, and I don't, I'm, I'm able to curate even that. Like yeah. I'm able to, to weed that out yeah. of what I actually see at work. And, yeah. and I think it would be really arrogant of me to be like, oh, I get freaked out at night with all this perfect health insurance. That I get my job. <laughs> you know what I mean? It would be so dumb. So, but, um, but a lot of people, um, in, in, in very conservative places, watch our show. And, and, uh, especially right now when we're in like election world, I'm very careful about like, I don't want to shove 
there's no need and there's no need for that. There's no need to shove anything down anybody's throat about anything. And it, it really at the end of the it's just it's this is a weird we can all agree it's a weird wacky world we're living in right now. But I had posted something that I thought was really beautiful. I thought it was beautiful. So like my intention of something like that, if it makes me feel like I love it and I'm gonna post that because I just love it. And this yeah. guy I know this kid in New York made this really cool video with Alicia Keys and she was sort of you know, getting the ghost and kind of speaking from her heart. I really liked it. And I was so proud that he made this thing yeah. and I reposted it. And uh, I thought he'd get a little more attention. And and immediately someone was like, well, how could, you know, what do you think about the blood on the hands of her from Benghazi? And, and I, and my old thing used to be is that I would just be like, let that person just be and have their opinion and, and sort of energetically kind of be like, I see you. But I was like, I'm gonna, because because we're so divided and things are so like that right now, I feel like it, I want to live in a world where I can talk to someone, you know, and just be like, and so I, I sent her, a, I, I think I did it right. If you don't do the period at the beginning, it's just to them, right? Yes. Okay. Correct. 100%. Um, so, so I did it just to her and I was like, hey, you know, I, I, I see like, I'm not, I don't have an answer to you because I wasn't there at that thing nor right. were you right. we're all reading things and going through yes. like and i yeah. don't know who's responsible for right. x and y and z right. i know my heart and i know my truth and that's all i can do and that's all i'm expecting you to do and then she wrote me back and what i find is as long as you're like sort of like give people i heard this once and i do think it's true and I because you don't to, respond and say like hey crazy bitch yeah yeah because right. all love is at the end of the day all love is is space right you're just giving space the more space you can give whether that be your own stuff or another person's stuff that's good you know like just you have and when you think about it in your own body at any given time you can make a universe of space if you needed it you know and so of course i have a thing where like you want to be like come on (laughs) like because especially um well also like just because i feel like i have empathy that's the other thing i was saying doesn't mean i don't also i'm not quick to anger because all those things are right at the surface right so that's the irony the the terrible irony is here i am in my little glass house going like oh la 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 how dare you say it's right and wrong to do this if someone murdered someone i care about in front of me i feel like i would kill them so fast right but that's part of the the reason I have to kind of stay in check with yeah. going, I don't know, man. Like, I don't, I say I'm a bleeding heart liberal, but like, I also feel like my lizard brain is extraordinarily powerful. Yeah. Hence, you know, panic yeah. and anxiety. Yeah. So I really don't know what I would do under pressure. I have yeah. no idea. Yeah, I don't either. I might, I would, I might brutally snap someone's neck know. in a moment of fury. I don't know. Yeah, I do know. I grew up poor and I grew up in the Central Valley of California, which is probably if you were to split up California, that is the red part of California. That's right. That's absolutely right. If you right. go there, it's there the, is, I'm in a different world now. What happened? Yeah, I'm Trump still in California. Signs, yeah. Everywhere. And I had a yeah. friend who just did a, some children's theater there and she was like, I'm going to drive by where I used to live. And it was this weird, awkward, like, Kirsten, did you live here? <laughs> and you're like, mm-hmm. what I imagine yep, this experience yeah, being yeah, like is no, not what I'm, there's no pavement. Um, and, yeah, and, yeah. and I grew up not having, you know, if and my parents were both teachers, my dad wasn't around. And so we had those three months, we didn't have food like, and we didn't have, I didn't have things. I didn't, how have, much older is your sister, by the way? Three and a half years. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, and, uh, and I, so I actually, uh, and I remember being in fifth grade and when we all had to like talk about our greatest day in fifth grade, 
My greatest day was the day that Jimmy Carter was going to bring back the hostages. That was my greatest. That was my greatest day. So I feel like there's something in me that is almost infuriatingly like, um, it's almost defiantly punk rockishly like, fuck you. I'm a fucking like I do when I drive. Like I infuriate my friends. Like they have somewhere to go. Like I'm right. very like what? <laughs> like I I don't mean to be, but it actually makes people angry. Like how sort of like. I want, because I I felt so powerless for such a long time that for me, I take like radical responsibility yeah. of everything that happens to me. And and I I really try to do that. Now, just like you said, I, I think the shadow side of me does the exact opposite and feels like I'm totally, and that's all happening to me and all that. Yeah. Absolutely. But that part of me, I, I feel like that's like, I try to talk to someone like, Stop trying to, you know, especially when I engage, I've been engaging just a little bit with someone who will like push back at me about my liberal leanings or whatever. And, or they'll just be mean. And I have to just be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Me saying that I like this, I'm not trying to take away your pain. I'm not trying to take away what's happened to you that's hard. And this person expressing that doesn't, there's no risk to you. This is not a starvation economy in my mentality. This is abundance mentality where everybody gets to have their feelings and everybody, there's enough for everybody. What can we just fucking pretend? And even if there's not enough money, and I, I know this from having my $500 a month apartment that I couldn't afford yeah. and not being able to pick up my phone because there were credit counseling bureau people calling me and having three jobs and being a total loser. Like I know this from that, that like even when, that's happening and you have nothing in the bank account, you can always find a lot of something, mm-hmm. whether that be you live in a place that's got a big park. And I know this can, this can make people really angry because when they don't have it, but I, I went for a long period yeah, of time that you're when saying, I didn't have it's, it. it. It's really different when you can say, I, I, I promise I'm speaking from experience. Oh, I promise. I promise I'm I speaking, promise from, experience. I'm speaking yeah. from experience. I have, I've had this job for, like I said, I've been on the 12th season of this job particularly. Well, that's what I love. That's the other thing I love is like the craziness of the kind of person that ends up doing what we do. Again, it's different than, yeah. oh, I invested in real estate and you yeah. know i was I, I worked at mcdonald's oh, no. and then I was, I, like, I was real invested I did, in real I did estate plays uh, yeah i yeah. did a lot of it's plays so, so the the, the yeah. artistic when, when when the artist goes from poverty yeah. to i'm doing great yeah um and you can sort of have a humility about that and you can connect with the absurdity of what that means it yeah. can definitely incite plenty of guilt but hopefully it also you know again yeah. keeps that empty going and 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 grounds someone to to where you're going all right listen i'm not i i'm very in touch with yeah, what I it had feels my like friends, to be that person yeah my friends like it, it was it was 12 years ago that are, you know, whenever right before this happened, when I was, I, you know, I had a couple things here and there, which make you feel like I made it. <laughs> it doesn't, you know, and they're like, Oh, I got to go back to substitute teaching. <laughs> like, right. um, and, and, um, but like I didn't have uh, my car would, um, spontaneously stop. There was something electrically wrong with it and I didn't have enough money to get it. You know, like you go to the, you go to the mechanic and you're like, you're paying for like them to look at it and then you have to pay more for them to fix it. Or they think they fixed it. I had one of those like mechanics. Like we think we got it. You should be. You should be good. Yeah. I mean, you should be good. But he's so cheap. So you're going and uh, and then it would happen again. So I would be just driving and it would just spontaneously 
cease to work, which is terrifying in a place like Los Angeles on say like where the 10, where you're downtown. That's a terrifying thing. And, yeah. uh, and, but sometimes it would just be my gas. I had no gas, but I remember one time I was in the car, the car that didn't work. And I was in the car with my friend and I was, I was out of gas and the car, I couldn't decide whether the car wasn't starting because the electrical thing or wasn't starting because I didn't have any gas, but we're at the gas station. So I'm digging in my purse and I, I'm like, Oh, I can get my credit card out. Like it, it doesn't, it doesn't, I knew it, I know it's not going to work. And then like I get my digging through my trying to get change. And then my friend who has no money too like giving me $3 out of her purse. I'm like, Kirsten, you got to get home because I didn't live in LA. I couldn't live in LA. It was too expensive. So mm. I was living in Artesia, which is this adorable little town. Uh, if you if you live around Los Angeles, you should go there and eat some Indian food and enjoy it. And then the Cerritos Library is there and they have a full-sized uh, T-Rex skeleton and you can just read Amazing. a book right next to it. Um, uh, and uh, so anyway, I, I just remember, that was like that kind of like, I'm taking the $3 from my, fr- like, all and it wasn't that I wasn't working, working like everybody else has to, you know. Now and I'm, I don't know, I don't know how it all works and shakes down, but like I just, I just mean that like I know what that's like. I know yeah. intimately what that's like. Yeah. I know, you know. And there's a lot of people that get it. There's a lot of people that make it happen late. I always used to say like, but then what's the worst thing that happened? Like I kept going after what I wanted. Like so, if you keep going after what you want, the worst thing that's going to happen is someone's going to say, "Have you met?" Kirsten, she's 85. She's a, kind of a loser. Like she can't really pay her rent. She lives in this apartment, whatever, but she's happy. Like that's the worst thing that's going to happen. And the best thing that's going to happen is something else. Like, it, yeah. it's, but you have to do it a little bit because once you let that, that thing out, if you put it away and that means any, whatever your thing is like making soup or whatever, mm-hmm. if you stop making soup, it's just not okay for the world because you know you're supposed to be doing it because you want to do it. So you don't do it because you're going to get paid for it. You do it because you want to do it. it. You know what I mean? Like that's the end of the conversation. So like that was something that had flipped over in my brain early enough that I was like, I'm just going to live on cat food and just do this. Yeah. That's what I wanted to ask. That's what I actually wanted to get to is, is, Uh, a couple of thoughts of having, and and I always feel bad because I don't want to, when someone mentions, um, a tough experience, but uh, it's oblique enough that you don't, I don't want to dig in too much. If you don't want me to dig in, I don't want you to feel you have to tell someone else's story like mom or, but I was surprised when you said that your mom was a teacher because, um, because I guess in my mind, when I think about a responsible parent versus an irresponsible parent, right, you sort of go, well, mom wanted to be a singer or mom worked it up. And then, you know, that that idea of like, well, she was responsible for no, my the, mom, the welfare of children that weren't you, yeah. and so I, there is that sort of like, well, what was going on? There? I can tell but, you because I mean, I, I can tell you at least I can tell you enough that without removal of some proper nouns and things that uh, that I think are good. Um, no, my mom is a genius. Uh, my mom is one of the best teachers ever, and uh, she's still she's like seventy. Four, I think. And she's still like, I can't even get a hold of her most of the time because she's half of the morning. She's helping her friends that are still teachers because she speaks Spanish and she's doing like a lot of like, like small groups when they can't right now with the big classes and whatever. And um, she's fantastic. No, I think that um, my mom was like, kind of like so great and didn't know how great she was and met a very charismatic um, man. And uh, so my dad was like, 
very charismatic. I was like, he's an opera singer at Santa Monica Community College. Adorable. And he's uh, he's doing this. And, what, and he couldn't really, you know, he's very gregarious, bigger than life, uh, kind of, you know, like how most, bless his heart, because he has died. And I got to say that in the last, I think he died like five years ago, we have such a good relationship now that he has passed over. Um, and it is not the person that raised me. And I know that probably sounds nuts. And so like I sit around and talk to him, but I had a energetic feeling about it for what it's worth. And um, and he clearly was my spiritual friend because the amount of nonsense that came from that produced me, my mom, and my sister, these three women. I, I think it's astonishing. My mother changed at, at, at like six, in her 60s, in her 50s. Like she started to shift as a person and you never hear that happening. So the ability to watch your own parent uh, like open up and and be brave at that at an age where you're not yet, you go like, oh my God, I can do that. Like, oh, the best. Do you know what I mean? It's the amazing. Best. And so he didn't, if it wasn't for him, it wouldn't afford that ability. And and my sister is like, she met this like dreamboat of a dude when she was like 20 and she got like almost immediately married because I think she was like obsessed. Like, wait, this isn't like the kind we have at home. <laughs> and it was just like, just nabbed him, had two kids. And so my nieces, when I was like, it, I was 18 doing a show and my sister was birthing uh, my first niece. So like they're all, they're sort of, they're, you know, they're in their twenties, but I always sort of feel like I'm very related to them, you know age-wise I get it where they're always coming from mm-hmm. and um and they're all just like they're so connected so, so connected as a family and so if it wasn't for all of that and you know a lot of stuff that I write about and the stuff that I'm fascinated about is like uh, relationships sexuality uh, uh m- male the masculine and feminine and how that works about aggression versus passivity and what place it all lies in um vaginas, like all these things that fascinate me, I wouldn't have gotten if I wasn't around a a really uh, tumultuous, confusing, Mm -hmm. um, uh, I had just a totally different relation, a bizarre relationship with my father that Mm. um, I was responsible for way more than I knew. And it gives me a perspective because I've never had a vantage point that's nothing but I, I remember what it's I, I've always had this part in me that's talking me through what's happening and it's never gone away like it doesn't grow up because it had to kind of understand or try to understand in this really bizarre way stuff that kids some I think more often than not kids have to understand yeah but it because it, that journey of like oh my god getting grown up with like having and I I looked really odd when I was growing up and I got bullied a lot what did you look like oh I have a picture I looked like it's Pat from Saturday Live I've seen your I've seen your picture it was again like (laughs) I don't know what you would have to do to stop my journey of adoring you that has happened (laughs) so immediately from like the moment we met but that only solidified it further (laughs) and that's not to say Again, it's not be- like I don't I think you could have sent me any picture and yeah. whatever was organically you then is still you now. And so I so I you see it. So I don't mean like if you would just been like this foxy, gorgeous, <laughs> like, woo, I probably also right. would have been like, she's the best. Like, I think we're past <laughs> the point of 
but you know, you just, those that to me, that vulnerability of seeing how, what you look like and how different you are now. And just ima- immediately I was like, Oh, like, you're not going to tell me that you were like, well, I remember when I was, yeah. you know, voted p- prettiest yeah. Yeah. and, you know, I was the prom queen, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Yeah. Like, obviously that wasn't coming. Yeah, so that was it. You no. had a nice androgynous thing going. I, had it, I did. And I, and it's so funny because like, you look so and different do you now. Feel like you, do you feel like you had a, a, an aware, like, because I look at some of the stuff, the cho- choices I made, and I, of course, now can look back and maybe I'm right and maybe I'm wrong, but I can mm-hmm. sort of assign this sort of like... I think maybe that was because I had this thing happen that I was like maybe hiding from or or I, you know, I didn't know how to be that girl. So I was this one instead. I didn't know I was androgynous. Like I I actually still look at that and I I can tell you just from living inside of my body. Yeah. I was trying really hard to be very girly. Well, that's what I'm asking. And, 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 And so there was that. But then also like I didn't know, you know, I didn't come from a place. It took me until I was, when I was 17, I started staying and my mom was very uh, open about it. My dad wasn't around a lot uh, to, to really say one thing or the other, but I started to stay at a friend's house because friends, I, I didn't really have friends and I got to have, I started having a couple of friends in like drama class. And so 16, 17, this guy that I was friends with, I didn't know he was gay at the time, but you know, you look back and you're like, purple creepers and shoulder pads I should have known but oh I had such a crush um and uh he would we'd be on the phone and you don't know what I don't know what normal is I know my normal and I'm very transparent so I would be at school and I would just be like so I was my dad couldn't and I wrapped my hands around his stomach and then he helped him puke like you don't realize what you're what you're saying you just and even when I say that to you now like or whatever things in my head I've learned that they're bizarre I learned that that's not what someone else might have, but you're not having, I didn't have your, your, your reality is your reality. And that's yeah, the and most, also, the most absurd things are normal yeah, for kids. And some things were, you know, I've ever, people have had way more horrible stuff that's happened. I'm not trying to like, but, um, but you know, I would just say things and, and because, um, my parents were, and my dad was a band teacher in the community. It was odd. And we ended up, we did, you know, we moved sometimes out of strange reasons that I couldn't totally understand. And, and I get really weird talking about it because I love my mom so much. And Italian families are very similar. My mom's Italian. My dad's Norwegian. But my mother is... Italian families are very similar wow, to almost like... Yeah. <laughs> I, that's like the most emotionally unavailable <laughs> right. culture with the most emotionally volatile I know, I know, culture. It's true. It's true. Yeah. But like um, my, my mom... Um, it's similar to I was just reading that hillbilly elegy and the idea that uh, uh, Appalachian people this sort of like this is private you don't tell people that's very similar to like how my mother was like you don't it doesn't matter that it's you just don't tell people and my mom was trying so hard at the time like uh, the girls need a father people need a father and she didn't know and she thought I think she thought so low of herself and she had that same thing that I have where I'm like, oh, am I doing it? And you have to transcend it in a moment yeah. to moment, second yeah. to second basis. You have to be like, nope, you're just worth it just because you want it. You don't got it. Nope. Like it's a, but it's a constant thing. So my point is I would have this friend come and take me uh, to his house and you go to someone else's house and you're like, what? Like you learn things that are normal that you just didn't know. Like I didn't know. I didn't know there was such a thing. This is so stupid, but it's true. I didn't know there was such a thing as washing your neck. Like, I didn't know that was a thing because I was so afraid of water and I was so afraid of this. So I would always be so fast about it all. So when I learned about neck washing, it was like, wait, these are just... 
these lines go away like because you get these lines in your thing and it was like really cool like <laughs> it wasn't ever like nobody ever washed my neck it was like oh wow and my mom is great my mom is the best and my dad was a very creative person. I wasn't right. I, you know, I think that sometimes it informs my choices. Sometimes that you're going to make me terrible. <laughs> I, I, I just, uh, yeah. you, you, you know, informs my choices of people, of, of the way I can perceive things sometimes. And, and it, it's sometimes I have to pull myself out like a moment to moment basis. Like, no, no, that's not, that's not how, you, you know, that's not how people are supposed to treat you. That's not how that works. But I do it so often that, it can really make you feel dumb. Like I can feel like a dumb, dumb a lot where I'm like, damn it, I'm doing it, that thing again. But you have to have a lot of um, compassion because that that's just something that's going to come up. But when I was a kid, I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't, I just didn't know. And I wanted so badly. And I, oh my God, I still fucking have that. And it's now look at the fucking job I have. It's so badly to be pretty, just be pretty. And I was so, and I was so, and I didn't understand fashion or anything. And I was very into like making my own things. And uh, I had a hat that I made and I wrote on tempura paint on the back of it. I am a happy idiot. I thought that was hilarious. I thought that was so funny and people would love it. They don't, they just beat you up. Uh, but I was like, I would come up with these outfits and be like, this is going to make, this is, is going to work today. And then Ugh. you'd go to school and then like, and you know, like, oh my God, Damon Hyatt. I loved would like talk to me. Of course, like, his name was Damon. Oh my god, Hyatt. his dad. His dad was the. His dad was the um the uh the head of the basketball court. He was the basketball coach at uh, Porterville uh, uh, High School, and he would wear uh, our, our colors were green and orange, <clears throat> and he would wear half shirts to school. Amazing. His dad would let him use like the basketball gym outfits from the high school. He was in fifth grade, and he could he could fill them uh -huh. out. Um, and he would like. I, you know, I'd go to school and I'd have my like outfit and my thing or whatever in whatever class and be like, I'm, I'm doing it today and, uh, never ever would do it and have these brief moments of like the cutest boy or the prettiest girl in school. I was really good at making the prettiest girl like love me. And then she would tell me that she loved some dude. And then I would get so upset because why doesn't she love me? Why am I not or why doesn't he love me? Right. Or why doesn't... But what I can do is I can make him love you. So I was really good at that Cyrano-y kind of a thing. I was really yeah. good at stuff like that. But I didn't... I just... I, I never... I knew it because people would say it to me. And then I got really good at making the joke before you made the joke. Damn. And what was weird is... I'm, I'm not going to say any names. and I'm not going to say anything. But I just had this... It was so bizarre. I had this experience. I got this little part in this in this thing and I was doing it and somebody that I have looked at before and been like, Oh, that person is, um, they, we were improvising and they started saying oh, no. things about me and it was in like, character to your yeah, character. It was like they tapped in now in real life. If I was all the things that that person was saying that that would be not funny. Right. But if you're a little bit right, but it was like they were saying stuff that I think about myself that I keep secret and I turned into myself as a kid where I, I was making everybody laugh so hard because I know what you're going to say about me and I can make it funnier for you. And I kept doing it to the point part that like everybody was like, this is, and I don't even remember what I said, but I used to do that all the time when I was a kid, all the, I was so good at it. And 
And I was just used to it. And then what became bizarre is having people uh, appreciate the way you look. And then you're like, it's it's almost infuriating sometimes. Like, and, and I've had that now I go back and forth because I play, I play a very, um, certain kind of character and I've got a weird, I mean, I'm like, I'm, I'm both, we're all both, right? I'm like weird looking and I'm totally like, oh, you look like a, I don't know, whatever the fuck people go like, that's the way you're supposed to look. I can look both ways depending upon a fucking camera angle and a whatever, right? So like, but people will come up and be like, oh, you're so much prettier in real life or you're so much thinner or you're the same as I wanted you to be or you look like me and they, and, and it's such a weird thing like looks and, and what you base it on and rate it on. And I spent such a long time. I mean, really, I was, I mean, some people see those pictures of me and go like, oh, you were adorable when you really look at them and be like, you know, Barb on uh, Stranger Things now. Everyone like loves Barb, right? I'm like, fuck if I, because it's basically like Barb, right? So if I was, if I was, if I was now, I'd be like adorable and celebrated for my <laughs> weirdness. But, um, but it was, it, but it definitely conforms you because you're, you come from like a whole different world and people would, you know, there was this whole thing that like acid came out of my boobs. And so I would get chased after and you try, you know, you try to squeeze my boobs and then you know, scream because acid would get in your eyes, which in one way you're like, that sounds terrible. But another way, when you're the one and they've made up this whole mythology, <laughs> now I'm just like, don't get it in your eyes. And the other thing that was always infuriating about it is I would get beat up. And while I would be getting punched, I would say, I'm a pacifist. I'm, my favorite thing to say would be, I'm a pacifist, or I'm basically Kermit, which I don't know what I meant by that, but that would be the thing I would say. Um, so I had it happen so much that I just got really used to and friendly with my shame, you know? So that That's like, comedy, my dear. Yeah. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it really I mean, is. It I'm really listening is. to you saying this, and I'm like... God, you know, that's where you some of your favorite I mean, I don't do stand up and I never ever I don't do stand up and either. I never and will. People always go like, Do you do stand up? Yeah. Like, no, I don't. I'm like, let me just ha I'll just be the person that maybe would have been okay at that, but I can just have my own private stand up world where I don't have to worry if anyone else is laughing because I'll just maybe think it's funny. Right. But that that you know, that sort of arc of that relationship where you see someone like, for example, Patton, right? Is That's exactly what I thought. And I know I'm thinking about a lot anyway, because this morning, right before you got here, yeah. I was reading this New York Times interview with him where he talks about Michelle dying. Yeah. And so, yeah. full disclosure, like yeah. I, less than an hour before you got here, I was sobbing oh. and I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this podcast with Kirsten because... <sighs> It just like, I went from zero to 60. Like I woke up, there was an article about Patton. I was just performed with him last night. He's not a close friend of mine. I've, I've known him for a long time yeah, and yeah. I really look up to him as a comedian. Yeah. And I, and yeah. part of what makes him so brilliant and so beloved is his incredible honesty and his humor about himself. Right. And so you see someone who has figured that out professionally in a very similar way to me that you have, which is somehow managing to tap into all of the brutality that other people project and even worse, the brutality we can bring into yeah. ourselves. It's yeah. like, I'll take what you're saying and I promise you, you will, you will poke me with a pen. By the time it gets to my heart, it's a dagger. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'll make it a dagger for yeah. you. Don't oh, worry. So well said. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And, and so, and he's just so articulate and he's such a beautiful writer. And as he's kind of describing this experience, 
of losing her, I'm just like, I've lost it because it pushes all my buttons. It's someone I know. It's someone I look up to. It's a relationship I observed and thought was magical. It's my own fear of dying. It's my own fear of getting what I want and then having it torn away from me as cruelly as possible. Right. So that's the part of the anxiety and the fear. It's like, Oh, don't worry. It never goes away because when things get good, you just know they're going to fall apart and then maybe you're going to manifest them falling apart or you'll cause them falling apart. So you can really just like spiral out. But that's, that that's what it really made me think of is this idea of like, how do I, what's my relationship to being compassionate with myself? And that's a fine line to walk, right? Is that ability to, well, don't worry, I'll just say it first. And if I say it first, I have the power over it. So if I'm standing in front of an audience talking about the fact that I look like a hobbit, I'm saying what you're thinking. So I'm in charge. Right. Do you know what I mean? But the thing that I learned from that experience that I just had was, the part that it was no, the whose fault it was, was my fault. Because when you're a kid and there's nobody in the room, meaning in your body to take care of you, because I spent so much of my life being like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. So I'm going to pop out, see what you're doing. And I'm going to copy you because that's the best I can do right now. Because I know what I'm going to choose is going to be so crazy. So I'm just going to copy kind of what you're doing. And then no one's going to notice. So, but then there's no one in the room. But when you're an adult, Somebody has to be there for you. And what I realized from that experience was, oh my God, how often I walk around with nobody in there for me. And that that's inexcusable. And it was one of those, like I had to, obviously I've been touching in on that for a long time. And I feel like I didn't mean to brush over at all what you were saying, which was just so valuable. Oh God, no, no, there's no brushing. No, but no, no I brushing. just, I just meaning like, what am I, I going to do? Sit here I know, and but I want to be reverent. <laughs> I feel like, let's just read that article aloud. I really do. I get it. But, um, but like uh, that, that I realized that it'd been a long time coming of like, you know, like you, there's that, what is that called? You know, unconscious incompetence, right? I had been in, I had been in conscious incompetence for such a long time about this. And I feel like I just bumped into uh, 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 conscious competence a little bit about like, wherever you are, Kirsten, just be on your side. Like, you don't even have to be right. You don't have to be whatever. But if I had been in that situation and I knew there was somebody in here going, I got you, I got you. Like, it's okay, whatever. There's just aware instead of like, what's going on and just sort of I become like a like open the it's like opening up the floodgates like I always feel like my inner child that inner part of you is the artist right she's the one that you have to kind of coax out and go come on girl it's safe it's safe safe." so basically what I did that day is went it's okay baby you're safe you're safe you're safe and then I fed her to fucking wolves and and you know what I mean and that's not okay like it's okay to go baby it's okay it's okay it's okay this is scary yeah I got you we're gonna get juice afterwards (laughs) we're gonna be okay there's a way to do that that I could have done the same thing yeah. instead of like, I'm going to bang you around because the next time I go to do something, she's You're like, not going to come out. Fuck off. Like, yeah. it, you know, it's a weird thing. And I know that like, I have this, I write a lot of like solo stuff because a long time ago when I wasn't, I like doing it because it keeps me, um, I could just, I could literally right now, like if I didn't, I, I could just do it right here. Like I just need a box of my things. I can talk loud enough. I can do it wherever I want and I can do it whenever I want. And it's like a living document. It's a, it's a thing I'm constantly kind of spinning over, but I've never, I do it when like I'm a member of theater of note. I do it when we need money. 
like if we need to like oh we got to pay the rent all of a sudden or we do a fundraiser or i'll do it for or i'll I'll do it like for two days but i've never done like an actual like run of it and i think it's like it's pretty good like people who see it they want to come and see it again whatever but i don't do that because it's like i've still am learning like i'm gonna get up and i'm gonna kind of overshare and it's you know, if, if someone in my past came and watched it, they wouldn't know. Like, you wouldn't be able to tell what is or what is it, you know, real or not, or what's real in my head and whatever. But I find myself, I play small like that. Like, I have this big job on this television show that, like, all kinds of people watch. But, like, oh, I do all these other things. But you would have to, like, go in the night at 11 p.m. on a Tuesday and then I'm not doing it. And and I want people to see it. That's the crazy thing. Like I'm like, I wanna win I wanna win an ovation award for best one person. <laughs> Real bad. But I'm not I haven't, you know what I mean? I but that putting it out there in that way is so um it's so much. And I, 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 I but I think it's a belief I have of like, oh, if I put it out there, it's gonna get taken. Of course. I think something. that makes sense. Does that make sense? It does make sense. And I also think that there's there's this there's this thing that happens where I mean, for me anyway, that 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 again, it's all it's all part and parcel to this sort of the fragility and the vulnerability that we all have on the inside, which is why can't I apply the comfort that I've that I have now established with at least this little part of my success or even my failure or whatever mm-hmm. and, and apply it to this other thing that also has this appeal or that also feels important on some level, right. but it, it becomes like untranslatable. Like I was nominated for a fucking Emmy this year. <laughs> I have found every way possible to shit on that <gasps> aside from like, right. it's deserved from the person who created the thing that I got yes. to be a part of that yes. I got to, but like I, it, like I like I this is how I feel still. I'll never be animated for an Emmy. An Emmy. Like not right, a real Emmy. Right. Do you know what I mean? Not, right, a, not real a real one. one. Exactly. Real, and like I can't oh. I don't know if ever if everyone like us is like that. I don't think so, but I think a lot of us are where it's like, yeah. well, I'll never well, I don't want. I don't want to raise my expectations. Like, I mean, yeah, I do the one person show. People seem to like it in yeah. the in the you in the context a- that I present it because there's no stakes. But like, if I did the same thing yeah. and I put everything into yeah. it, then there's so much at stake. And then if someone thinks it's great and then they want to do this other thing with it, that's scary. Or if somebody says that it's stupid, then I've let someone say it's stupid. Right. Or so, those people that really loved it. What if it was just that one time and I was great then? Right. Kirsten, the talking version. Kirsten out. is so like, amazing. The encourage like yeah. the amount that you encourage yourself to feel shitty about stuff versus and i'm not saying anything new here the amount of 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 the the tiniest morsel that you're like oh i can live off this and feel shitty about it for years exactly versus like well how do i talk myself out of this wonderful feeling i'm having right now it's absurd number one i would like to say congratulations on that regardless of what you're gonna do with it number two i did it again i understand i understand because if you were to say thank you you'd get a giant fat head and you'd be a big fat head and we don't want that to happen and someone else would be there to say you know it's not a real Emmy, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So let me say so that. There's that. I'll say it. I'll say there's it for you. There's also what I, there's a book I really like called uh, The Big Leap. Do you know this book? Mm-mm. And um, it's written by this guy named Gay Hendricks, who's kind of a genius, I think. And he talks about um, he talks about uh, how people have a happiness threshold, right? So mm-hmm. you you get raised and you get a threshold, and you know that if you go above that threshold, it's it's death right so what you have to do now this is where it gets really interesting so what the intention right would then be okay 
I'm going to try to raise my happiness threshold, right? But there's a thing that we do called upper limiting. So the second you get to the threshold, you'll do something. And and he will go so far, and this sometimes makes people mad, but this is something that I subscribe my life to, and I'm not saying anybody else has to, but like, let's say you're, oh, you're right there and you get a cold. You know, even something as simple as that, you, if you, I can choose to take responsibility and go, oh, look, I'm upper limiting myself. Or sometimes how we sabotage something, right? When we're, and it's called upper limiting, right? So the idea is, how do you, when you go to pass your happiness threshold and you upper limit yourself, how do you keep yourself at least a little higher than you were before instead of going, boom, see, I fucked it up. Or instead of destroying it completely, like a lot of people do. You know, a lot of people at the height of their success, at the height of their things, will do things because it's this belief that we can't go higher than that, that we can't, that it's not just, it really, but it's all the way back to like, what if there's no good or bad? What if it is just a big cycle? What if they just don't know the punchline? And I don't mean to get all airy-fairy, but this is how I get myself through the fucking day. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, you, 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 you know, and I do feel like Western thought or whatever, and I'm completely Western. So I feel like that sort of like haranguing of oneself and, 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 and sort of lack of like this idea that we're not inherently delicious just because we exist. Um, even, even in our worst, most, uh, uh, terrible, wasteful, mean to the planet and to other people ways that we're like these big dumb babies and that like, <laughs> oh, look at you dumb baby. Like, right. you know, like it'll all be, cause the earth will eat us eventually right. if you do it all wrong. <laughs> so like, but even that, like that idea of like at the end of the day, like what's the worst thing that's going to happen? Cause you know, there are such a thing and they, they will show up in your life. You know, I feel like People will show up and you'll be like, oh, look, they're giving themselves more grace and they're being really lovely and they're not a jerk. Like, you know what I mean? They're a big hearted and their life just gets bigger and grander and they seem relaxed and I feel safe around them. And there are people like that, you know, I'm right now I'm talking and I'm thinking of Joe Mantegna. Um, he was like literally the nicest person. Oh, that's so nice to and hear. he has like this sort of like beautiful way of sort of like he's so open, but mm. yet you can tell that he's like got really good boundaries and he can get, you know, he can, if someone does something that is wrong to the family, he's pissed at them, but he's not, he's not pissed at them. He's pissed at like that thing. And then right. it's like in the best way that makes yeah. you go like, yeah, that's happening. Yeah. And, and like you, but there are people like that. There are people and, and you'll, your, your mind will start. I mean, I, I tell myself this, like will train itself to find that, you know, and to find places that are like. Oh, you feel like I, f- I mean, I feel like we're having this right now. Like, yes. well, you feel like I feel, and I feel like you're like this. So we're here together. So maybe, maybe it's going to be okay. Maybe yeah. we can go find people yeah. and we can go find things. And you're like, look, everything's okay. I don't know if anyone else understands what I'm saying, but I understand what I'm saying. I don't think bit. anybody who listens to this podcast, if you're still listening after 200 plus episodes and you don't feel that way, <laughs> I'm not sure why you're here. <laughs> But maybe I mean like I can't imagine what your motivation would right. be at this point. But, but that book yeah. is uh, is is fantastic, and it makes uh, me think I'm, about what uh, you're saying. It chilled me to the bone. Yeah. when yeah. you said that, yeah. I was like, yep, 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 yeah. yep, 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 yep. Yeah. All right, listen, uh, this is the most, and I am not. I'm using hyperbole, but uh, it's because I sincerely feel this way. It's never been harder for me to move past what we're talking about and get into this mash game. This is. Oh, I'm experiencing like a physical ache of like. <laughs> I can't do this for three more hours. 
I never want. I never really want it to be over. But this is like this is this is the this is the hardest it's ever been. I'm not kidding. Like it's real oh, hard. Like okay, and I'm gonna go like-, like get on a call soon and be a grown up and talk about <laughs> budgets. This is not. This doesn't feel okay. This was my oasis. This is a beautiful, beautiful window. I'm gonna cherish it, and I'm not gonna be sad that it's ending. Uh, there's okay. always more abundance economy. There's there's abundance and it, it, absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Um, all right, so for the for the first uh, for the first mash question, let's just jump right into the world of fantasy. Okay, uh, it, three movies that you can step into, live, experience, be in, be with the characters, get it all over you. You're not reenacting the plot. You're not a character in the movie, but you get to be in that world. Uh, Rushmore, great. Um, well, that feels extremely appropriate given what we've talked yeah. about. <laughs> uh, oh gosh, jump in, in it, in it, in it. Oh, uh, uh. Which one am I gonna pick? Which one am I gonna pick? Impromptu. I'm picking impromptu. Mm! Yeah. No one knows that movie. I love that movie, and I wanna, I wanna. Roll I've seen that movie so many times. Yeah, I, mean, I love it so much. <laughs> I've never even had another person bring it up. Do you really? know what I'm saying? I'm the only person. Even if someone else has seen it, they won't bring it up. I will always be the person who's like, well, you know, like impromptu. People, <sighs> someone will be like, I vaguely remember that. No. Like was was like. Who was in that? Was Hugh Grant, it like, Manny um, you know, Julian yeah, Sands. You're like, like uh, everyone, everyone, Emma Thompson, yes, um, yeah. Uh, I am right there with you. Oh um, my god, I would get in there so fast. Yeah, and you're just and, surrounded by a bunch of super vulnerable oh geniuses, god, right? And you're just having a week. You're just yeah. doing what I want everyone to. You know, you just go away and you just have your yeah. internal angst and you yeah. have some sex. And that is a great example, know. too, of like a, of that love affair of, oh, they were both like preposterous people on some level or, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? Like they're just how messy that those I mean, all of the characters all were the very characters. messy. But and also the idea of like getting like getting over being with someone and still being in the same community. Yes, and I sort love of like that. Still, and I really, uh, yeah. that. That touched me. I really felt yeah. that. I felt that a lot. Yeah. And I, I, I love that. Like any kind of movie that like we're away in the country. Yeah. We're away in the country and we're just having a time. And- yes. And how feminist it was. And like that, oh, of course, God. for both you and me, that fascination with gender, that fascination oh, God, of that yes. role. And that uh, like I remember like like how deeply it resonated when she was like when he said I just I just don't have when he says I don't have any strength I don't have any strength that she's like take I have too much of it take no, mine know. take mine and you're like oh it's okay to feel that way too like yeah. you don't have to be rescued yeah. by a knight in shining armor yeah. you can be the person that's like hey I have a surplus of this exactly. thing exactly it doesn't matter if I'm male or female exactly take it made this me, it made me go out and delve into that thing because you're like that happened then yeah. you know what I mean and yes. it opens up this whole world where yes. you, you read things that are really old and you go you felt like me yeah. like it, th- and yeah. that's always it's profound soothing yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. oh absolutely. my god great absolutely, uh, absolutely. I, I, good luck with your third one since um, i just like oh, went off for yeah. 10 minutes on no, impromptu uh no i'm just going totally <laughs> obvious and uh I, i'm uh harry potter great great yeah i was gonna say Agreed. Coraline, but i want there to be a happy part of Coraline yes, that i know I go into I know um, that one hurts my feelings like i love it well, you and know, it just I, hurts my feelings it's a gift to me because i actually did uh, this is, I'm, I'm, this is a short story. I will make it short. Um, Great. I, I was doing a movie and it didn't get done. I was asked by Faye Dunaway to do master class 
this was only like six years ago and I was supposed to play an 18 year old girl from Cuba. Uh, and it didn't come out. Um, maybe it will sometime in a different way. Um, but it was, uh, how do I explain this? Exactly what you would expect a movie experience with this iconic person you've heard about to be. And I was sort of trapped in this hotel room and it was in Detroit and I was flying back and forth to work to Detroit, to work to Detroit. And it was hard because I was working with a lot of people that weren't getting paid yet or their per diem. And they had sort of dropped everything to do this. And and, and it was hurting me to, to kind of just be there. And, um, and also I couldn't really go out because I was very famous in, and I didn't have any friends really. And again, I'm like kind of weirdly shy and I was like, no one was a ham. So I was kind of, tra- I was trapping myself in my hotel room and it was Halloween. So this is probably like five years ago or whatever on it's Halloween, Halloween town. Story. Yeah, yeah, it's Halloween story. So I'm sitting in, and I'd never read Coraline and I am now since then very dear friends with Neil Gaiman by a weird <gasps> turn of events. Yeah. Oh, well, and he is, I'll exploit that after you and I have been friends for he, yes, longer because I don't like exploiting delicious, people. But, and I appreciate your transparency about that. So that's, yeah. don't worry. That's good. Well, I yeah. only want someone to meet me on the exactly. same terms. No, I don't want to meet him as Blake. Hey, I'm just this person. Like, I, would I never, want it to be like, oh, you're yeah. going to, you guys are going to no, do a sketch was, fest or yes, whatever. Exactly. Where, that was just adorable. Yeah. I, I love that. Um, uh, I'm stealing it is what I'm saying. Take it. Um, and, uh, and, but like by weird turn of events, we're now, uh, he's like a, also that doesn't surprise me in like the least. family he's it doesn't like, surprise me in the least like the most, on any level of what i know about either of and you. i don't feel like i am remotely worthy of him he'll say like you should write this thing I'm like oh just you know how you just write a thing yeah i got it yeah um so so i'm sitting in this room watching this movie about this you know this girl that goes and there's this woman and she's making these demands and this woman this girl is trying to do what the giant lady is and they're in pontiac michigan and i was in pontiac michigan while that was happening and Oof. i didn't know that's where it took place yeah so i felt like i was in that movie at that moment, yeah. at that time. Yes. And this stranger that I didn't know had given me this gift. He didn't know he gave me this gift until actually like a week ago. I actually told him this because when I first met him, I wanted to play, play cool. Whatever. Hey, you're a guy. I'm a person. Yep. yep. And I That's just my MO. Him. Yeah, exactly. So, um, and then two years later, yeah, you're like, exactly. all right, listen, this is, this is exactly. weird. But like, I talked about it on a podcast. So know, now I have I to tell you yeah. that you changed my life. Exactly. But like, now I know what your snot looks like. So yeah. it's kind of weird so that fine. I emulated you. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, um, Anyway, so I would say Coraline if it was a nice version of Harry Potter. I'm sorry. I agree. I digress. No, 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 that was it. That was a very worthwhile story. Side note. Uh, yesterday, mm-hmm. I was just rereading a... Uh, I make no uh, uh, secret about the fact that I'm obsessed with Ray Bradbury. I have been since I was a child. He's my favorite author. And one of my favorite listeners, Holly, who I had the pleasure of uh, hanging out with a little bit on the Joko cruise, um, sent me uh, not long ago uh, that I had never read Neil Gaiman's sort of tribute piece that he wrote about Ray Bradbury. I was reading it yesterday. So I love that. That means That's everything crazy. is happening as it should. That's the man who saved the, what is the name of the story? Oh, the one that, that Neil Gaiman yeah. wrote. I probably still have it on my yeah, computer. I, but I know, I know that one. Um, yeah. So anyway, that is, that's, 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 it's so wonderful because it weaves together his own experiences with like references to yes. all these different things that Robert Bradbury wrote and the idea of like 
my whole, I also have this like nonstop fascination with time, which isn't to say like I'm obsessed oh, with time travel too. movies, although no, I kind of I am. am too. My show, but this idea that something, everything's happening at the yes, same time no, all the my time. My show messes about that. My, really? my show messes about, it's about this TED talk I heard about, about visible quantum objects yeah. and about how, what if everything in your life happens at the it's same time? It's just I'm happening. I, and I'm doing that, it at the San Francisco, <laughs> I'm doing it at oh the San Oh my gosh, I know you are. Then, I know you are. I'm losing my mind right now. Yeah. This is really true. Yeah. That's really crazy. This is all, because this whole conversation almost feels like I'm remembering like I'm remembering know, it as it's happening. Weirdly, like, remember how we've already talked yes. about this? I feel weirdly casual Ooh, for someone that I haven't yeah, talked to. I know, I know, I know. Well, remember, you that's remember crazy. something that hasn't happened yet. Okay. That's like, anyway. that's what, okay. Yeah, anyway. Oh boy, oh boy, that's oh boy, crazy. oh boy, okay. All right. You have to watch that visible quantum object thing. I'll send it to okay, you. Okay, well. Anyway. Um, okay, all right. Uh, <laughs> next one, since we talked about Neil Gaiman, this no, you is... you were uh, on a side note. You said how you're obsessed with things, time happening at the same time. Oh well, he mentioned he mentions that he's in. He just casually drops in really early on in the piece. Like, how is it possible to remember something that hasn't happened yet? And, you're just, oh, and I was right, like, yeah, right. well, that's okay. how I feel I about everything. That. Got it. Uh, amazing. Okay, so since we talked about Neil Gaiman, we talked about this idea of you know forging friendships with people, like genuine great friendships with people that you also look up to. This is any could be a character, could be someone who is not alive anymore, could be someone who is alive. Three people that you're like, oh, in this Mash universe, you didn't know that I'm also dear friends with blank three. Oh God. Oh God. Oh my God. Oh God. I'm feeling pressure. Cause I'm like, you have a budget call and I want to give you a good answer quickly. <laughs> um, okay. So I'm friends with them. Like I would just, we're hanging out, we're pals, yeah. whatever. Um, it's that person that two years later, you're like, by the way, I right. did worship you. Yeah. Okay. But again, it could be a character. could oh, be like someone boy. who's not real. Kate Bush. Great. Um, <laughs> I it's like I can I can feel the person I can see what they're like mm-hmm. and I'm right, just okay. trying to like and it's also very on the spot I get it and be with you and come here to me okay because we were talking about books yeah so now I want to I can't remember her name but I want to um want to like i want to eat them i want to get inside of them and i want to just be them when i grow up and uh hang out and make food and giggle yeah well to be honest i was i was really excited to do this podcast because i listened to this podcast a lot stop it right now (laughs) would you just come on come on now i don't want to it's really true though am i put is that weird you're well listen this is almost a wasted wish because believe me the feeling is mutual i put myself down i just put myself right i just put my initials down right oh and then there's uh, this girl stevie that i know from canada she went on twitter and actually she had said like kira should be on the janet varsha and i remember being like like it is it too much (laughs) do i seeming too pushy I like that very fast. If, if the little heart had different like variations of like how hard you pushed it, it would have been like, whoa, it's a hard push. Um, I am going to say, uh, uh, oh, I want to get a, oh, I got a musician. I got, am I going all ladies? Am no going, need to. I don't need to do that. 
party for the Neil Gaiman. I would say Neil I know. Um, great. Because um, I do that to myself sometimes. Like, yep, he's my friend. Yeah. She is. Yeah. Um, I want someone that I want to just, like, can I just sit and let Steve Martin. Great. Which I know he's going to be modeling and stuff. I uh, was listening to your thing, and I, I had a friend who dated him, too. <sighs> But I think he's past that now. I think he's past that. You know what I mean? I just be like, that was the point. I'm going to make you some yerba mate. You're going to play yeah. the banjo. When I think about it, I'm like, look, just because he's a genius doesn't mean that he doesn't go through. He's not capable of going through parts of de- emotional and phys- physiological development that human beings yeah. tend to go and through. I, when I think about his age, I'm like, oh, well, that is right about the right time for him to be wanting to date that's someone true. my age. That's true. I think he's past that. He's married to someone. You know what I that's mean? True. Like, he is married. And I feel like if we were friends, then I could just like play his albums and then just say them to him. That's right. And and I would be really happy. That's right. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. That's great. Okay. Uh, let's do, um, let's do, let's do time travel. Let's do uh, things that would be interesting to visit, whether it's painful, but important or uh, magical and strange and wonderful, just to get um, in your safety bubble to get a, a view of the future or past. Three. Oh, so I'm just looking at like environment and like, you just get to whatever. witness it okay. and kind of see what it really was like. Okay. So I want to go to, Definitely. I'm in the middle of writing this play and I'm really fascinated with like, I want to be in like Byzantine time with like Justin and uh, uh, Theodora, mm-hmm. uh, the Empress. I want to be like there. Um, right. Uh, I want to be, um, I want to be in, in a, a Renaissance-y, um, but like when um, things are j- getting good. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, almost like liberal Renaissance time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I want to be to be I'm trying to think of like what kind of clothes I want to wear mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm going to say I'm going to say I want to be I want to be in the 80s great be in the 80s Barb <laughs> yeah Barb there was a lot of that I don't I, I, I there's a lot of that sort of like being at the, like now being at the age where I can look at at some cute little hipster girl who's like fifteen wearing like crazy glasses and like a ruffly shirt and go, okay, yeah, like you don't even know how much pain, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know my <laughs> know. like my favorite babysitter went yeah. through for looking exactly, exactly like you look right now and you're getting all kinds of sex. Yeah, okay, exactly, all right, well, exactly. that's, I'm gonna I'm gonna make that's a good. I'm gonna listen. It's could be bad, could be good. I'm gonna make it great. Exactly. It's great. It's great, 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 great. Exactly. You know? But if I went back in time, like now, I feel like I know how to feather my hair. Yeah, you know, and I could do that and just see what it's like in a different. Yeah, absolutely absolutely okay next one uh let's do vacation home um let's do real life uh places that you could potentially have one but traveling to get there is not a, an issue okay traveling to get there is not an issue i would say i would say i would say i want a place oh, i'm such a homebody um all my places are like where could i just not leave yeah but exactly. also know that it was right outside my door exactly like, like i've definitely gone on vacation in paris where i'm like I love being in this hotel room in Paris, like right outside my door. Paris. I know. All day and all night. I went out and had some some cappuccino Uh and stuff. I I did it. Uh, Yeah, I do that. Um, uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Ireland because I've never been there and I want to go real bad. And I feel like it, it, I feel like it's going to be good. Yeah. I feel that way about Scotland also. Yeah. 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 I'm going to say, uh, like um, uh, like a 
like a verdant foresty kind of place. There's no mm-hmm. issue to get there, right? Yep. Because I want to no be issue. like in like Big Sur, but like not yep. have to do that weird Great. windy drive. Yep. Um, and then oh. I'm good. I'm going with places I've actually never been because I love Italy yeah. and I love well, Paris. Well, also it gets to be whatever yeah. you want it to be. I'm going to say Norway. Yeah. Which I'm by the say, way, I have been. Good choice. Yeah. I'm going to say Norway with a good view of a fjord. I love it. I wanted, yeah. I got to do like the fjord stuff. I was only in Oslo for like two days. Yeah. As part of that sort of when you're on the whirlwind, like I guess I'm going to all the Scandinavian countries Exactly. Real quick. And now I got to go because I have this distillery. I got to go and try their yeah. aquavit. Thing. Yes. Yeah. Oh, great. Okay. Uh, next one is um, let's do. Have you ever heard a category that you that spoke to you that you're like, oh, I would know just what to say. If no, I, I always that. get terrified um, every time fair. I listen to it. I go fair. like, oh, what would I say? Yeah, as if as if the pressure's on you in that. It moment. It really does. I think that that's part I know, of the joy. Um, okay, let's do. Uh, wait, I got really distracted by drawing earrings on this. Um, <laughs> little smiling braces girl okay let's do uh let's do the let's do the sort of music um like the composer i'm kind of in this jag now but i I, it's because i would love to answer it myself although i would not know what to say um which is that sort of like because i think you have a rich emotional life it's that sort of like what your drive to and from places looks like that you have this sort of like new soundtrack that like a Kate Bush is sort of, it's like music no one's ever heard before. That's, that's actually for you. It's sort of your life's soundtrack. Right. Three, three. I'm giving you composers. Yeah. And not composers like, yeah, just any musician, a band, a singer, songwriter, uh, actual composer. Okay. Like, like, as, like, oh, if, like, if Nick Drake, you know what I'm saying? Like the happy, sad, I just kind of always want that. Like I don't, I I rarely want really, really upbeat music, and I rarely want like really like depressive Elliott Smith type music. Yeah, I usually want something that right in the middle. Right that's in the like, middle. Yeah, isn't yeah. life beautiful and yeah, so yeah, yeah, sad yeah, and yeah, so yeah, wonderful? Yeah, yeah, and aren't yeah, yeah, we lucky? Yeah. And isn't it hard? Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, that's my. I example. hear you, Tori Amos. Great. Um, what? There's a thing, and see, I'm gonna go. These are the things that I'm basically like, what does Kirsten listen to when she drives in her car? Oh, there you go. Uh, Patty Griffin. Great. Uh, <laughs> Patty. And, um, oh, God, I feel like I should change it up. Okay, I'm talking, I'm not talking like, I'm talking early, first, if we're talking about my soundtrack, what we're talking about here, we're talking about like first three albums and mostly like B-sides, obscure Duran Duran. Oh, Great. You did shake it up. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. That makes me really want to go back to the earlies and the B-sides. Mm-hmm. They're good to revisit it. Um, okay. Next one is uh, uh, sexy or romantic or just like long, long time companion. Um, three people that you, you know, have your, your sort of alternate okay. universe uh, love affair with. Um, or just like a one night stand because you want to get it done. No, anybody that I'm, I'm going to want to keep them. Um, Kate Winslet. Great. Oh, God. No kidding. Uh, what a dreamboat. Helen Mirren. Yep. I want, I want, I want her now and I yeah. want her Excalibur and oh, I want yeah. her Caligula. Yeah. I want, that's why I'm picking her is I want, right. And what's creepy is I'm friends with her nephew. So that me, maybe because it might be too close to home, but yeah. I love her so much. Yeah. She's just so yummy. Yeah. Um, uh, and I want, 
okay, what I'm thinking about, I don't have a specific name for it, but I basically want the dude in every Judy Bloom book that like, like the guy from Tiger Eyes or like, I want that guy, that guy that like in my mind is that they're sort of androgynous looking, they're mm-hmm. a really good kisser mm-hmm. and they're from all of those Judy mm-hmm. Bloom books. Oh, that's wonderful. I want that dude from the Judy Bloom book. She really, she really knew it. how to stir the juices up. <laughs> she one. did. She did. She did. She did. Um, yeah, I think I like, I don't remember having any kind of penis envy at all until I read Then Again, Maybe I Won't. And then I was like, nocturnal emissions. That's it right. sounds pretty good to me. That's right. I remember that. Like crazy, hot, that. sexy dreams that like force you to have an orgasm and you don't have to I do anything to make that. it happen. <laughs> Well, I but I would have those. I would have those night. I would have those night uh, things where you wake up and go, "Oh yeah. God!" Yeah, I would have those. So I kind of think I felt like I feel like I, I would know. always have the, those, but I would wake up right before orgasm and be like, oh, "They're very uh, frustrating." What? As girls, they're very frustrating because yeah. it's not like you sleep. I mean, very few people sleep with your hand between your legs. So That's it's, right. You're basically having like a shadow, a weird shadow orgasm. So you yeah. can't really make it. Totally. That's a perfect way of describing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, next one will be um, let's do three alternate businesses. Like you sort of have, because I oh, know yeah. you have made a wonderful dream come true uh, in this life where mm-hmm. you have this alternate um, wonderful thing you've been able to get involved in and also theater. But let's, yeah. let's throw three more out there into okay. the universe. Um, and they can't be things that I do right now at all or like dabble in a little bit. You can dabble. Okay. Absolutely. I would be. This just a, grows it out more like fully. A, like a. a, a I would either be like the guy who creates the picks the music for the movie or the TV show. Oh like yeah, I'm, I'm really good at that. Oh yeah, like yeah, a, yeah, like a, the, yeah. You know, like a TV DJ, but yeah. not really. Yeah, like, I, but I call that make music, music experiences. Kind of like? yes. Yeah, I would do that. Um, I would run a little like I would do it in like Georgia or North Carolina, and I would have like a little. Like, the, you know, those little shops and you come in and you get your preserves mm-hmm. and some bread and, mm-hmm. um, like your little general store. Almost. Yeah. General like, store. Yeah. And I have like chickens and, and cows that I just milk mm-hmm. like that. <laughs> yeah. I would have right. like a little, yep. Yeah. Like a little general store. And, I love it. um, my other job would be, I would be a teacher. I'd be a school teacher, which I did for years. And I actually, like loved it. Yeah. yeah. Both my parents were teachers also. Oh, and yeah? I have a lot of residual. Yeah. No, I don't want to say guilt, but some of it is guilt, which is yeah. like, oh, they made such a difference. Like, I hope I have anything close to that impact on anyone. Yeah. Ever. You yeah. know what I mean? I really, I, I, and I still get to do it every once in a while, like read across America and stuff like that. Oh, I, I just or, know you're great. Yeah. And it's sometimes because I are. used to be a sub for such a long time. Yeah. A lot of people I know still are. So it's weird because I've actually visited friends and they're like, I'm just going to run to the bathroom because they're so used to me. Oh, like, yeah. Because I can do it. Yeah. Um, you'll help. And I kind of miss it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. All, so many paper clips. When I said helmet, it, that made me think of, <laughs> ships which made me think of uh the idea of like waking up tomorrow with a sort of that matrix style uh three skills like three things and in my mind i was like God, i would love if i was just like oh sailing sure i'll never i, I mean i'll right. never say never but like that's not even something it's like i want to want to because i yeah. know i could go take sailing lessons that, yeah, yeah yeah but it, there's part of me that's like well i don't even know if i really want to but like in this world if i could just quickly suddenly love sailing and be a great sailor right. that'd be really cool yeah. anyway uh so three things three like things. that um i would say uh uh surfing great um i'm gonna say scuba diving great a lot of water stuff oh huh? yeah i'm a cancer 
Um, that makes a lot see. of sense to me. And I, I don't even know how I feel about astrology, and that still makes sense to me. I don't know how I feel about. I'm either, so that person. Like, to- I, these guys know that I'm like. Uh, astrology, adorable guys. It's just another way for us to try to understand ourselves. Side note: I'm a total Aquarius. Yeah, exactly. Who has a, exactly like right, I, I right, totally right, shit on it, and right. then I'm like spoken like a true Aquarius oh, with no, a Virgo moon and a Leo rising. I'm the same way. I get, I get you, I get you, but I still, I'm, I'm oh, like it. So magic. I, I get to say oh, it. Oh, magic. To, yeah, right. Yeah, right. we believe it enough. It's true. Um, and I am gonna. Say, oh my god, I just want to be able to do this so bad. Sewing. Someday I will be able to so bad you and that hat Ugh. i think that's really what broke open the floodgates when you started talking about that hat god damn you uh okay tell me when to okay tell me <laughs> just gave me like a hilarious adorable <laughs> stare of like don't look at me while i conjure the magic okay. tell me when to stop stop okay i'm gonna pause this I don't know about you, but I'm going to pee while I do this. I can do both at the same time. And then I'll come back and give you 100% guaranteed mash future. Okay. But yeah. I, okay. At the time I was like, oh my God, we, we bent, we, we pulled time. We, I mean, it's just beyond worth it. Um, okay. Uh, also when I, when I was doing this, I was doing it so extra carefully. Like I really hope I, and then like I would hover over something and be like, I hope she didn't want that one, but I can't. I mean, I gotta listen. I just gotta go yeah. with what the ring yeah. said. Yeah. Um, okay. The first thing that I this it it just never ceases to to charm me that it's mansion, apartment, shack, and house because inevitably it's like so rare to get something that sort of makes sense. Mm-hmm. But uh, because and also just the grandness of like t- picking an entire country and then ending up with an apartment just seems so yeah. sort of, it's yeah. just very funny. But you do have a beautiful apartment in Ireland. <gasps> oh, I'm an excited. Irish apartment. An Irish apartment. A beautiful Irish apartment. It's gonna be like a weird apartment. It's, it's just so it's so metro i know that like you know you could sort of justify like you're like a house like oh no ram, like or like a shack like oh a ramshackle cabin yeah, but an or a mansion yeah. the apartment immediately still, places it in such a specific context i'm still imagining it as a little mushroom that's great it's <laughs> great it's great it's great as you should as you should uh okay so you have a beautiful apartment in ireland um uh you are an expert surfer <gasps> wow so well done on that one i don't know if there's a lot of surfing off the coast of ireland well, I, I can I mean, certainly you can't hear home, listen so, also yeah. you live very near a great surfing yeah. uh with your other home um you can also uh <laughs> i want to say you can surf a broomstick when you go into the world of harry oh, potter i get to yeah i'm excited about yeah that. i would be very excited yeah, to be yeah, in yeah. that world okay um I, you know what and i'll take all the danger it's fine I oh, want yeah. it. I'm I want fine. it. I want the thrills. Oh yeah. Cause I'll learn. Stuff. I'll take all the data. Yeah. Um, that actually makes me very pleased because you did it up with me. <laughs> We're going to be I so was happy. Very embarrassed. I was like, I just crossed off Kate Bush <laughs> and Steve Martin and had to circle myself. That's the best. Wah, wah. <laughs> I'm excited. Oh. I'm, I'm excited about okay, that. Okay, good. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah. Um, you have uh, uh, this sort of soundtrack that you know can exist when you're surfing and just sort of being out in that world. Uh-huh. It can exist certainly when you're in the Harry Potter world. And in today's world or in Ireland, uh, your own personal Tori Amos soundtrack. Real, I'm so... Just an endless supply of new music of hers that's yeah. perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect, perfect for you. Perfect for um, 
uh, and you know what you're talking about because as a music supervisor, oh yeah, you are a genius oh at putting God. the right music and mood to the right scene. Um, so that's fantastic. I'm very envious of that. I think it's uh-huh. wonderful. Uh-huh. And uh, and you also have the ability to travel back in time. All the way back to the Byzantine Empire, oh, I'm where so you're excited. seeing Justin and Theodora, which, by the way, Justin is such a contemporary name. <laughs> I know, right? You're like, oh, that came Justin. from something that wasn't right, 1982. Exactly. Yes, Brock, <laughs> his brother Brock uh, and Tad. Uh, yeah. And uh, last but not least, and I love this because it's so, it's so nebulous. You have ended up with this sort of composite Judy Bloom. <gasps> dreamy oh. androgynous person that could kind of be ever i want ev- the every, every person that YA you want book that that's I right thought about I'm that's really- very i think that's kind of a spectacular yeah. result and it's a great it was a great answer um because it's so open-ended yeah it's great it's great <laughs> i want it all it's great uh what a pleasure oh my god what a pleasure mine too i'm not Thank letting you, so you leave much. before we make like official plans you know <laughs> Um, thank you. What, what would you like people to know about? You have a ton of followers. I'm sure everyone uh, knows about stuff, but if for some reason oh, there's no, something I, that you want to get people excited about, what, Dion and De, uh, De, Divine oh, yeah. Media Apocalypse Dionne is the Divine, movie that we were in uh, together, but not together. Yes, but, uh, but you should see that. Um, I am, I, I self-produced a movie, uh, that I spent all of the money, uh, a lot of money. And, and the reason what's so cool about it is that it was shot in Los Angeles. Everybody that wasn't already union was Taft Hartley. That includes union That's writers, great. directors. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's, it's funny. It's great. Paul F. Tompkins is in it. Joe Mantegna is in it. Love it. Um, uh, Everybody made a. It's re- really hard to kind of do that to shoot something in Los Angeles. It's a period p- piece takes place in the forties, um, and everybody made a living wage. And it was. I'm really, really, really proud of it. And it's on iTunes, and it's called Kill Me Deadly. Oh, great! And, great, um, great, great, great. It's uh, it's super strange and fun, and it's like if Airplane and the Maltese Falcon and Rocky Horror Picture Show maybe had a baby. Uh, um, I'm in. Uh, and let's see. I I'm gonna be at the San Francisco Sketch Fest sometime in yeah. January, and I wish I That's knew that. Sort of a secret in that we exactly haven't announced anything yet. Oh, I didn't. That's not happening. But I'm definitely not editing this out. So, oh, that my forgot. partner's David Cole can deal to. with it. Okay, but yeah, I'm not editing. Um, and I'm also going to do that. I'm going to make myself do it sometime before then. Um, and uh, that is my intention uh, to do it here in in the Los Angeles. Okay, great. But I don't have any new information. But about keep. That yet. But but obviously, you guys can keep uh, uh, updated about that. Oh yeah, if yeah, yeah. If you're on the the social medias, yeah, absolutely. And uh, if you go to oh, blinkingowldistillery.com, yeah! that's the distillery right. that I am a part of with two of my super great friends. Uh, it's fantastic. Yeah. This is fantastic. So Thank what you a, so much. What a what a joy. Okay, <laughs> uh, guys, what can I say? I'll talk to you next time on the podcast. <laughs> As always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by The Amazing Say Hi. Now leaving Nerdist.com.